This is the Q Talk America Radio Network. Oh, look at this. It's hour three. Two hours have already gone by. It's it's like minutes of your life, but yeah. it literally strung all together, they become hours. Hours become days, and then we find out you've wasted another evening with us. Well, well hey, we've if you've been on a if you've been in a YouTube hole, then this doesn't feel unfamiliar. Yeah, we do not show cat videos. However, politicians with a cat filter, we got that. We can yeah. we can do that. Well, that's hour two. You got to go back and watch. Anywho, uh, in the studio tonight, Aaron is here. Marnie, Al's there. I'm Clayton. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Uh, everybody in the chat room is having their own conversation. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about a lot of different things. We have, uh, even though Kat's not here, she's on assignment, by the way, we're going to have a, a wheel of our own. Perhaps. We're going to figure it uh, somehow. Spin it. made it. Spin. If nothing did. else, you can yeah. just do your finger like this and point to shit Here's randomly. Here's Al. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do me a favor. Uh, hide uh, that link on the top of that. Yep. Message, Send it to message me on Facebook Messenger, and I think we'll be fine. I'll take it away. <clears throat> All right. So, Will, I mean, we got to start way, 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 way back because it's been so long. Black Mirror um, Season 5 started June 5th. I have not watched it, but I would uh, just say based on all the things that have happened with Black Mirror, uh, don't miss it. And um, those fuckers at Netflix just make it everything. Anything I watch, mm -hmm. the next thing you should watch is Black Mirror Season mm -hmm. 5. And I'm like, i got to be in the right mind space. Okay. Um, things not to watch. Ma with Octavia Spencer. Oh. No. I have no, no interest anyway. Oh. That's yeah. disappointing. Yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. um, I, I I enjoyed the effort. Like, I enjoyed the original screenplay. Mm -hmm. It was a nice, nice twist on an old theme. But I just, I, mean, I didn't care. Okay. Um, I was hoping that she would be... Murder. Amazing. But. She's good. She she's her usual good self. Okay. Every, everybody's sure. doing their job. It just it's not a great okay. hole okay. when it comes down to it. Um, to tickle yeah. in Texas. That's what she said. <laughs> um, <laughs> so and then I dated her. Uh, murder mystery. Wow. On, a long time ago. Yeah, murder mystery <laughs> on the Netflix with Jennifer Aniston yeah. and Adam Sandler. Is it ridiculous? Yeah. It's silly. I mean, if okay. seriously, if you can't sleep and there's nothing else to do. Give it a whirl, but I dare you to care what the hell's going on like 45 okay. minutes in that movie. <laughs> so it's a good thing to do while you're distracted with okay. other things. Yeah, you okay. can easily accomplish a lot of other things while that plays in the All background. Right. Um, I'm a fan. And then the other thing I would tell you would avoid was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> That's on my list of things to not see. Um, good and bad news, The Good Place is going to end after the fourth season. Aww. So they have a beginning and an end in place. Okay. And that show is so clever. It's a, so, so creative and just a, a delight. Every Kristen Bell's one of my favorite people in the world, I yeah. think. Mm -hmm. and I, I, oh, Dak Shepard is... I have not met her in person, but I feel no. like we are going to be best friends. Do you <laughs> see what she does on Instagram? She does a teacher thing every Friday where she honors a teacher from across the country somewhere and then links their donors choose page. And then their donors choose is fulfilled instantly because all of her followers just go in and like... And they're great. Oh. Yeah, support. It's so, it, I love it. Yeah. she. I mean, everything she does. And <clears throat> I know that cute little girl from Reefer Madness, the musical... Um, that she did the film version with Anna Gasteyer and Billy Campbell. That's one of the, again one of the funniest fucking things that's ever been filmed, and she was terrific. And I'm like, who is this girl? And then she was like a coroner or something, a teenage coroner or whatever Veronica Mars right, was. Right, that show's now just showing up when I go on Hulu, like the main screen, it's like whatever's popular, and it keeps trying to suggest Veronica Mars. And I'm like, nah, that, no. But it keeps showing up. Everyone I know that has seen it loves it, but I'm like, I don't, I don't, shit. I don't get it. No. Um, uh, Chernobyl on HBO. Once again, I cried because yeah. I had no shoes, and then I met someone that didn't have HBO. Mm -hmm. Do not miss this. <laughs> he, 
Just <laughs> make your mother pay more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I kicked her out. Whatever, whatever. No, exactly. <laughs> whatever you're doing that prevents you from enjoying HBO, and in Europe it's called Sky TV. Um, this miniseries was it's a docudrama mm-hmm. because there is very little footage available mm-hmm. from Chernobyl because of the secretive mm-hmm. um, sure. Soviet government. There, no one was going to film this, and if they did film it, they'd be dead. Right. Um, there is just the abandoned city and the fact that reactors one, two, and three kept running to the two thousands. You know that they're allowing tours in certain areas now, right? Yes, to a certain yeah. to a certain right. point with the visa, and especially because, with this now, it's but, like people are flocking because they finally entombed it or they put it in a sarc- the word they use is sarcophagus, right? Um, it's where they put the mummies. It mm-hmm. kept running. Until 2002 or 2003, Reactor 4 blew mm-hmm. up. Slightly the first alarming. three, still running. No. 16, 17 and now years people, later. And now people are there taking selfies. But it's still a dead zone. <laughs> it's still that. abandoned. I know, right? You can you can go in right. and they do tours. There's a horror movie called Chernobyl that was like, like filmed, not, not anywhere near there, but the point <laughs> is they went back to Chernobyl. Right. It is a city abandoned to time. Um, right, they said like people just left their belongings, left. and yeah. it's like it's like just a, a you want so, yeah time yeah. capsule. So all that's good about the Soviet Republic, Soviet Socialist Republic. All that's good about them, and all that's bad about them is in this movie. It is hmm. one of the most fascinating TV movies, and again, a docudrama where they really don't. They're just kind of acting out what happened because there are no pictures to support it. Mm-hmm. So the book that it's based on is called Voices of Chernobyl, where the people tell their stories. The only thing they had to do was they made the hundred scientists that came in to save the day into one woman being the, that sounds like a good idea, but you forgot this point. Like, she's the one that's always contrary to, like, you're going to blow up the world in about five seconds. Mm-hmm. And to find out how close we as a planet came to catastrophe sure. because of... a. a Again, you could, the China syndrome, Silkwood, like a tiny, not a tiny mistake, but a mistake that doesn't seem to make, shouldn't have made a difference. It should have been a corner you could have cut. Hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a it's a money saving measure that should not have almost ended the world. But we came really mm-hmm. really close to losing <laughs> Western Europe, and I mean like in total and the amount of space that's still abandoned is astronomical it's like a hundred kilometers square like like the distance is huge of an area that's just not there Mm -hmm. and when they finally had these people just left one day and they were told to be three to five days they've never gone back they never went back you cannot watch there's one episode just have somebody tell you what episode you can't watch and when, Why don't you tell her what episode she can't watch? I don't remember if it's three, four, or five. Oh, but there is one in there that stars a boy. And like what they had to do, because, okay, so you, you live on the land. There's farmers all around here. You can't drink the milk. We have to get rid of the cows. You can't eat the deer. We right. have to get rid of the deer. Right. You can't eat. We, they had to kill everything that could not be transported <coughs> out. Mm-hmm. And there's and there's an interview with a there's a broad a podcast. Bless, Bless you. you. Thank you. <clears throat> there's a podcast with a um, with the writer, and he tells the stories of what was too far. He's like, this is a true oh. story. He's like, this is where we could have taken it because mm-hmm. this is the most disturbing story in the book. But there's no way to film that without mm-hmm. it just being. Torturous, right? Okay, and like the guy that did the the makeup for the movie, and they only show 
radiation sickness, but they bring it home. You need two looks at the eye herpes to know, I'm not doing that. I'm good. Right, okay. Solid where I'm standing, don't need to get any closer to the radiation now that I've seen this. And the, the guy that did the makeup was like, I don't ever want to do research like that again. Sure. He's like, I'm okay with horror movie makeup. I'm okay with this kind of makeup. I do not want to look at real pictures of people with radiation burns ever again and then be told I have to recreate it on a person and make someone look like that. So as someone who is very Pollyanna and <clears throat> who has a hard time with Disney movies because of the bad guys in Disney movies, would you suggest I avoid it? No, not at all. Okay. You I just avoid the problem with the animated <laughs> I hate the villains in Disney movies. They're so awful and they're so sneaky. I hate them. You have no idea. So this one and because so all mine. Because um, all yours, all lucky you. There yeah. are so many points where people just didn't know that another mistake was made. Okay. People that start off as you think they're the most evil person alive, they're making horrible mistakes, and then you find out they didn't know. Okay. They thought they they okay. thought they had an out. Like they thought the button that they pushed at the end should have shut the whole thing down, but somebody tried to save twenty dollars over here. Got it. And almost blew up okay. the world. I mean it. It really is knowledge. How about, many episodes? <clears throat> I think there's five. Okay. And they go by very quickly. They made a very smart decision that nobody is talking with accents. Wherever you come from, that's your accent. So mm-hmm. no one, so you don't get caught up in Moose and Squirrel or whatever mm-hmm. those fucking characters are. Right. Boris and Natasha. Everyone just talks in their native, whatever okay. their accent is, and they have conversations. And then they play real, they play the real 911 call or mm-hmm. 999 call from the night of the fire. Um, they play the radio broadcasts saying that everything's fine. The radio broadcast saying nothing's fine. Like the people that just went because it was so beautiful mm-hmm. watching mm-hmm. a, a right, nuclear right, right, right. explosion turns out is lovely. And they stood on a bridge and they just watched mm. with radiation falling on them. And they're like, and it's all from it. I mean, so to it's, it's one of those things where like it would, an audio book of voices of Chernobyl would probably be like more pure, mm-hmm. but this was—I mean—it's it, just beautifully, beautifully done, and it's Sky TV. So there's no—and I don't mean this as any disrespect because the person on my page was all like, "I like those actors." It's not like Jake Gyllenhaal and Mark Wahlberg are the scientists with like sure. Charlize sure, Theron sure, sure. coming in to save the right. day. Everybody's frumpy and plain, and it's told very simply. Good. They the um the my one friend was so offended that the scientists. That got brought into the zone first. He kills himself at the opening thing because they don't want it to be an Americanized version. Where like, and he killed himself. He's not right. the martyr of the story. Right, right, right. right he right. was dead from the minute he walked into right. Chernobyl. His life ended the minute he, everybody was dead. The minute that thing blew up. Right. So if you went there, you're dead. Spoiler alert. That's not the <laughs> point. His suicide wasn't to end his life, or he wasn't a martyr. But and no one knows why he did it. So he left um, tapes of all that was wrong scientifically with Chernobyl because the government was hmm. trying to shut him down and trying to get him to stop telling other scientists. So he killed himself and he left the tapes. No one knows who the tapes were for. They don't know who found the tapes. They just know that the tapes exist there. Right. and were spread around the, the scientific community because the scientific community was like, holy shit, nobody else can save that $30. Right. Like you right. can't do right. that ever right. Right. again. Right, 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 right. That's not the point to save money because if you miss steps one through 20 and you can't say that'll never happen because we just watched it happen. When in real life was this? A 1986. Okay. And just on a weird, a weird note, like Mount St. Helens happened in 1980, like right after my birthday in 1980. And we had no summer in 1980. Like there was just no summer. It was just always cloudy. It was always shitty. And that's when I learned about the jet stream. 
because that ash just stayed in right. the jet stream and Niagara Falls was just shitty because we lived in the jet stream. 1986, Chernobyl happened right before I moved. If you look at any of the quest- any of the pictures of me moving or any parties right up to that, it's always shitty outside. Hmm. Was it Chernobyl or just a shitty summer? I don't know because they're having one now and nothing blew up. But it always stayed in my mind after Chernobyl like... Well, if we just follow the map, we've got to be in the jet stream. Like, we got ash from sure, from sure. Mount St. Helens. Like, why wouldn't that come this? Mm-hmm. Like, And it just became that thing of, like, why aren't we worried about this? Mm-hmm. Like, and it be, like we just hit Three Mile Island. Right. Like, we just saw right. Silkwood three years ago. Right. We, like, we, I mean, I had no idea that they had to cut corners or fake things like they did in Silkwood. But you're like, um, these are real things. Like, real legitimate concerns mm-hmm. That affected our planet in all of our lifetimes. And most people that used to talk about... And that's where I'm like, watch this... Do- right. You want documentaries? This happened in our lifetime, right. and we almost blew up the planet. And it was just a couple scientists being like, there's no water left. Um, that, that mm. Or, worse, that thing's filled with water. It's going to boil, cause steam, and you're going to blow up the planet. Hmm. And the explanation of nuclear energy. So, I mean, as, and we have, right. pal- we have Palo Verde, right? It's not right, that far away. Right, right. No. Who knows? I mean, we don't know. Did they cut corners? Did they go through in this days of deregulation? Are we making sure that they're not deregulating mm-hmm. nuclear power plants? So they would allow a dumb fucking $20 part to blow up the world? Like, it's it's it's, am- it's amazing television. All right. So, there you go. Convinced. Um, let's talk about that. Rocket Man. Uh, Elton John movie. Yeah. Fantastic. Did you okay. see it? Not yet. Fantastic. Everything you want Elton John to do. Okay, it's gayer than Christmas. It's a it's a musical. It is not a it's not a it's straight a up biography. musical. <laughs> a musical. It is a downright do not fuck around musical. Um, just just wonderful. So should we see that or pe- see Secret Life of Pets too first? Which which we I would do? see Rocket Man. And like, well, of course you would. Of course you would. <laughs> you would never see Secret Life of Pets. Probably not. Yeah. Oh. Um, but the commercials are cute. They are um, cute. The um. And then the King of the North, whose name I never know, but um, Rob Stark from uh, Game of Thrones couldn't be any hotter. All of a sudden, he's playing the real life John Reed, who we're was... the only two in the world who've never seen Game of Thrones. Mm. Okay, no. Okay. Anyways, no. Oh, no. British, British, out of so anyways, British hot, hot, hottie. Okay, sexy as all fucking get out is playing the character John Reed, who was Elton John's manager, first boyfriend, and he his character is also in Bohemian Rhapsody. Because he's the one that comes in and says, I'll fix your contract problems. Let me be your manager. That's John Reed, real life okay. person. Okay. This time he's being played by the King of the North. Oh, my God. And then we figured out a couple minutes ago that we're just going to go straight up musical. Everyone's going to sing. Everyone's going to be a part of the songs. And then out of fucking nowhere, the King of the North started singing to me. I came. And guys are coming in their pants. I mean, there was just no getting around it. Good to know. I slapped my <laughs> companion, and then I tickled the butthole. I mean, I... Just, I but he did not look like that gentleman because of the hair. I, yeah, right. No, no, no. The hair was different. <laughs> but it's de- it's delightful. It's every song you love. Oh my the God. my only teeny 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 tiny complaint is that there's a you know Elton John's famous suicide attempt in the seventies that results in the song "Someone Saved My Life Tonight." Mm-hmm. When it happens in the movie, they play Rocket Man, not "Someone Saved My Life Tonight." Oh. And I'm like, does it just seem too on the nose? No. Like, did you watch it and just think, well, why put that song here? Mm-hmm. When that really is when it was written right, right, was right, right, literally right. about his suicide attempt. Right, right. Um, it's uh, written by Lee Hall, who wrote um, Billy Elliot, the movie Billy mm-hmm. Elliot, the musical. I, we love Billy Elliot. So Billy Elliot is playing Bernie Taupin right. in just oh, a career-defining okay. role, as if this okay. kid hasn't been in enough good shit. 
Jamie Bell, whose name I know, because he was Billy Elliot, is Bernie Talent Toppin, is talent is talent. And mm-hmm. a beautiful story of their friendship. And the movie Ta-da. ends up being about their friendship throughout all of the ups and downs and the addictions and the shittiness and all his issues. And he's alive, so he got to make it the movie he wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, he's one of the producers, so is his husband, David Furnish, maybe? Fill in the blank. That sounds yeah. right, yep. Uh, so they made the movie. So it's their it's their choice. And it's very warts and all, but of course it's told with the patina of yeah. sure. a musical. There was a... Um, and boy, oh, when he better, starts singing... Better than... Um, very different, or not different, just uh, so different. Because Bohemian Queen, Rhapsody, Queen, yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, it's yeah. not, it's not a, it's not a biopic. Like okay. they're not trying to tell a true story. At no point did the entire town of Suffolk break into okay. uh, Saturday Night's All Right, right. for Fighting. You know what I mean? It's, it's a, it's a fucking <laughs> okay. musical. Okay. And my friend, it. who was always like, oh, "How do you talk me into these movies?" Was like. <sighs> Okay, this is our second musical because I didn't know the greatest showman was going to be that much music. I thought maybe sure. one song it was not prepared, and we were trying to see something else, and it was sold out. So I'm like, well, how about this? Oh. Right. And then it was a musical for the whole. He enjoyed it, but he doesn't like them. So um, why in the fuck? Oh my would god, you be going Billy Elliot and Billy Eichner are very. Oh, there's different so people many movies that. to see. Hilarious. Though. He doesn't see yeah. horror movies, but I have friends. Oh, that this go is see just your movies. movie friend, not That's your my movie, okay, yeah, my movie friend. Uh, well, my friend Kevin, I've been friends with him for like. All right, but I, I, but I thought maybe this was like I wasn't sure where you were going with this. Like it was an attempt. To, it was like on a date, and you're like, "We have two musicals, and I don't want to go on a date with you anymore." Oh, I wasn't no, sure no, what no. we're doing with this. No, right, and I Kevin. owe him. I know Kevin. I owe right. him parentally because I I made him see um uh the Tree of Life, and I'll, I'll I'll never live that down. There was a really um, good podcast for a while that um I forget the name of it, so that's helpful. But they told the story of people's lives without telling you who the person oh, was. Yeah. And there was a really, it was great about Elton John. Yeah. And I figured it out relatively quickly who it was, but it, it's so cool because they tell the story of these people's lives and you have no idea who they are. There's a great one with J.K. Uh, Rowling, too. I would call that the rest of the story. Is that what it's called? No, but that sounds like what Paul Harvey used yeah, to do. He true. would tell you an entire, like five minutes, an entire story about the backstory of blah, 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 and where they were and what yeah. they did, and, da, 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 and all of a sudden you're like, and that's when we learned. That John F. Kennedy worked, you know, as right. a garbage man Except at this one point. Is it's sixty whole minutes of it, yeah. Right. But it's, it's, it's not it's, imagined it's, life, is it? It yeah. is imagined, imagined life. life, I think. Yeah, and yeah, and you get because you get to like replay and like J.K. Rowling starts when she's like broken on food stamps and whatever, and then I love those stories. Yeah, to me that's like any biography. I will yes. watch something even if it's about somebody I don't care about. Yes, and I'll find out. Oh, they're connected to this person mm-hmm. and that person, and they did this, and I find a different respect for them. That's how I felt with Elton John, like come on, I love Elton John, who doesn't, and then there's a certain level of, like, respect, whatever, but then hearing the entire story, like the suicide stuff and all of that, that I had no idea, and yeah. his father and whatever, and to hear the entire story without knowing who it was, it was pretty powerful. Yeah. And then, well, I at mean, the very end, the last sentence of the whole podcast is, and this is Elton John. Yeah, truly. Like, oh, that's, that works? Yeah, and truly, it turns like, out Saturday night was all right. For right? <laughs> Everybody was kind of I'm going to look that shit up right now. Yeah, oh, but the <laughs> oh, King and the singing Goodbye Yellow Brick Road just, just uh, fucking slayed me. Goodbye, Norma Jean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're gonna come down. Um, so good. Um, I've started googling a shirtless Matt Bomer. These are noble pursuits, in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we can't. So then we get to speaking of musicals, the Tony Awards this year again. The most entertaining thing that's ever on TV any year. Sweet mother of Jesus. How'd they top themselves? James Corden is living my life. I He's love He's also stealing him. our idea. Yeah. Uh, did you see he did Dodgeball? Yeah. Yeah. We talked about this two weeks ago mm-hmm. in detail. And we actually said they would line up to throw a ball at you. And they use that line. I'm like, oh, motherfuckers. 
he listens. By the way, hi James. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Yeah. <laughs> I love him, and I, 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 I just love him. I love him. I love him. My yeah. mom said that she was astounded that it was a three-hour show and it felt like it was minutes. Like it just was so the it took, just went right by. It was so tight, so well done. Every number just got better than the last, but that opening number, that opening seven and a half, yet. eight minutes, astonishing. At one point, he actually does, I mean, he's he's walking yeah. his way through it, but he does the choreography for a chorus line. Yeah. Like, mm. da-na-na-na, yeah. da-na-na-na-na. I and watched, like, I turned it on at 5.30 tonight, knowing I was coming here tonight, and like, I, okay, I gotta, I gotta make sure I'm a little bit caught up, and I watched the open. I was, oh my God, he's yeah. so good. I he's haven't watched so it yet. Good. Yeah. He's so good. I just, all of it. I just love him. Did I you see the uh, video that he showed of during the commercial break when um, Oh Billy Porter Billy sang. Porter sang? Yeah. I mean screws up the lyrics, which Lucas Coatney was Doesn't bothered matter. by, but still the fact that he was like, Oh, you're gonna change the key and then just got up on stage and was like, I'll make this up. Yeah. I, I got this shit. And I love how they strung together video from phones because the cameras were repositioning, like they were in a commercial break. Yeah. But I loved how they did it. I mean, but yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, really? It's, James it's Corden all showed it the fo- okay. the following night, James Corden showed it on his show okay. and I watched it on um, It was his version of like audience karaoke like yeah. pick something sure. out of the book yeah. the band is ready sure, okay. they have the same book mm-hmm. and he picked um, Everything's Coming Up Roses, Roses. and just you know Billy Porter's an, am- an amazing talent and that's, that's the proof Truly. is that he can just stand up and at first song. he like asked them to lower the key yeah. and they won't so he's like well fuck it then we're doing it in this yeah. key like, <laughs> we'll do it live we'll do it live um, <laughs> the number from Ain't Too Proud which Harrison had seen in um, LA I-, I missed it and she kept raving about it after watching their number I was like Holy shit! That we gotta see that. Oh, see, I thought that number dragged. I got oh, yeah, really? I got like halfway through it, and I'm like bored, and I fast forwarded. Oh, you just <gasps> don't might... tell the Broadway person than me. No, no, but you may just not know the Temptations might be the problem because I'm like those are like all your my favorite songs from childhood. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Papa was a Rolling Stone, and like I mean they I, just it, the music I enjoyed. It was maybe I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. And that dancing was, just, and that one guy from that was also in the drama The Choir, so he was nominated for two Tonys in the same year. Which I don't think has ever happened Holy before. Shit. One musical, one non-musical, but there was singing in the non-musical. I can never figure that part out. The Oklahoma chick Alley in the wheelchair. Yes, she yes. won. Yes, yes, yeah. she and won, yeah. and she was. You know what she was on first. first? Before anything else, she was on that. There was there when Glee was on the Glee Project. They had the Glee Project reality show, and she was on it to try to get a oh. roll-in role, not a walk-in role, sure. but a roll-in role on Glee. And she didn't get it. And she didn't get it. But here she is winning a goddamn Tony. Yeah, the first person. Yeah. And then, but the shitty part with Radio City, they're not handicapped capable, right. yeah. so she couldn't get on stage to accept that something? with all of her castmates yeah. for when they won for Best Revival. Isn't that something? Um, mm. Oklahoma, I have a mental block about, because to me, that show is just just the weirdest fucking thing in the world. I've never seen it. 1940s theater. It's, it's really dark. He's really... Uh, Poor Judd is dead. There's a song called Poor Judd is Dead. There's one called Alone in My Room. Is that Good Morning, Good Morning? Is that from Oklahoma? No, that's no, Singing in the Rain. That's Singing in the Rain. Okay. Um, Just kidding. Then. No, it, oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it starts a morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. I got a wonderful feeling. Everything's Everything's coming my way. 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 But then the show goes downhill. (laughs) Dark, 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 dark. Beautiful morning until now. With the dream ballet with some sexual undertones for poor Lori, who, like, her sexual desires are all expressed in this dream ballet with dream curly, which is, like, the code word for gay. Love it. Oh, it's fucked up. Sounds nutcrackery. So, (laughs) so they did their number. They did the um, "I'm just a girl who can't say no." Oh yeah, I love that song. Terrible fix. So she does that, and that's who she's playing. She's playing the little hook, the little whore. 
on the prairie. Good on her. Good on her. Um, but the then they went in and like she came around stage and they did this. They started singing Oklahoma, but they were all like giving this like performance of like darkness and rage as they sang it and they were almost like, like Oklahoma in a minor key like yeah oh. it was because you forget that like Lori got raped this guy committed suicide because Curly who was just thinking That's about the beautiful morning like talked talked Curly into killing himself so she could live her life without having to admit to being a rape victim but it all happened in a dream ballet so you're not really sure good lord and I'm then, not adding this to my to see so list. it's in Circle in the Square which is a really fun circle place Circle in the Square yeah yeah so Circle round. in the Square they have like no? the, the, the flags over here and then so they have a wall of guns over here so when it's time to like do something about what may or may not have happened to Lori there's a thing where like Aunt Ellie is like before you turn this into a mass shooting, she was going to shoot them down. So it turns into this gunfight, and circle and square people are on the stage. Like you're in the like it's very intimate to do like this. So it turns out that's why they were doing that dark show. And at one point, the guy like slugs a Bud Light and like threw the Bud Light at the camera. And I was like, okay, I got to because I, I I almost did Oklahoma in high school and I dropped out because I'm like I don't know what the fuck the show is about, but it is crazy as fuck. <laughs> Like, I don't get it, and no one's doing ballet here, because there was nobody that was going to go on point. Right. You know Veruca. what I mean? Like, we weren't, we weren't going to pull off any kind of dream ballet, so I was like, ah, my dad's sick, or my cat's sick, or someone's sick, I gotta go. <laughs> so I never have really, like, I guess I just tune out and just forget that. I just know that that poor Judd is d- d- just weird shit. So if you watch, when you watch that clip, just yeah, watch yeah, yeah. how angry they are. And they're angry because someone got away with something, but then he killed himself. Did, it, did, and did they, they have take to like live- a 2019 take on it? With they like- did a little bit, but you don't have to change anything. It was always that dark. It's just at the end when you should be acknowledging like, she was just raped and that guy just killed himself. And you guys just ran an Arab guy out of town. And now, uh, now we belong to the land. Yeah, how? And you know it's what I mean? still Oklahoma and 2019. They, Congratulations, everyone. So this one, they just finally listened to the words and were like, oh, this shit's dark. Okay. And so it really did turn into like, you know, and Aunt Ellie always has the speech. They don't change one line, but she has the speech and she's like, she's going to kill you fuckers. Like before you shoot up the town, she's going to kill you. So I mean, it, And the land we belong to is great. But it's just so funny that this piece from 1943 and the first show that ever integrated where the character songs went along. They didn't just stop and sing some song that made no sense. The song right, came from the right, character. Right, from right, very, right, 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 right. Very first show right. that ever put lyric to mm-hmm, character mm-hmm. to story to the I dances meant my something. musical theater class. And then to find out that lurking underneath this is just like Sweeney Todd kind of fucking piece. <laughs> Because so, I had, I went back and read the synopsis. I'm like, what the fuck are they? Th-? I mean, Oklahoma's not great, but I guess it's okay. I mean, I don't know. I well, well, Wizard of Oz. Girl kills, gets three other friends to go and kill again. <laughs> right. <Somebody. laughs> yeah. It's all how you read the synopsis. Right. <laughs> so then we'll just do the last two quick things. Um, I'm completely lying. So tell the tell the um, tell the affiliates tell the line. line. Yeah. yeah. So the Tony Awards. I forgot we had two weeks. That's why like last week I was too tired to come in, but I really needed to. Uh, first off, Tales of the City, uh, Part Four officially. Um, we had PBS in 1993 did Tales of the City. Got in all kinds of trouble from the religious right. It mm-hmm. was the height of the AIDS movement. AIDS. Um, crisis. It seemed like it was promoting promiscuous sex and drugs. It was not promoting, but just showing alternative real, lifestyles. Showing real life. It showed on PBS as part of a cooperation with um, 
TV4, BBC America, just just like um, Downton Abbey, but this time with queers and introduce you to the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, even though timeline-wise that doesn't make sense, but who cares? Um, so then Showtime picked it up like seven or eight years later, and they did the next two books in the series, The Further Tales and More Tales of the City, and all very charming. There's three other books in the series that they've never gotten to, Sure of You, Baby Cakes, and um, Significant Other. And it started as a newspaper article. It was like a serial like Charles Dickens used to write. I wasn't alive then, but I know what they are. (laughs) Where you got one chapter of a book every every Sunday. You got Uh one more chapter Uh of the book. And the the chapters in Tales of the City are very, very short. And it's a mixed up story of how these eight characters all come together. Like the one guy, how is he connected? Well, his father owns this business. Marianne is his secretary. He has an affair with her. Turns out his wife, he's sleeping. He's also having an affair with her gynecologist who's a man because he's bisexual. And the babies aren't his, but he dies in a car crash for anybody finds out. And like this group of friends that live at this 28 Barbary Lane. And it's just this magical story. And like Kat does with um, uh, Grey's Anatomy, but at this time it's much better source material. Like I have always felt that these were my friends. I read this book in my 20s. You know, just a little bit older than them after having moved to a new city. And I just, like, I just loved every single one of them. And they turned into people that I knew and just beautifully, beautifully written and so much fun. And it ties in, like, the thing, like, the Guyana thing was happening in 1979 in um, San Francisco. So Jim Jones and the Kool Aid mm-hmm. is part of the story because a year later he wrote it in that one of the characters. What is this called? Tales of the City. Tales of the City. Like one of the characters actually went to Jonestown? Because they were doing Est and they were doing all those self-improvement things and trying all those different like religions and different philosophies because everybody was trying new things. And so one of the characters ends up in Jonestown. So it, it ties in like things that were really happening. Like the Zodiac Killer becomes a part of the story because okay. everyone in San Francisco was worried about the Zodiac Killer of in course. 1976. So it all kind of tied in and then just weird trivia because I, I got to meet him. The night before the first one was published, he saw Rock Hudson in a bar. Um, Amerson Maupin was talking with him, and at the end of the night, Rock Hudson was like, just come back to my hotel room and finish your story for the deadline in the morning for 9 a.m. And so he did his, the very first thing that was published was completed in Rock Hudson's room, very platonically, just because he was like, you seem really sold on this story. Here's a here's a place for you to have peace and quiet where you can like get this completed and hit the deadline. So I mean, it, it, there's so much history, there's I so much it. fun in it. And you know, the six books came out; they were mm-hmm. done by somewhere in the '90s. And like 14 years ago, I was in a bookstore, in a gay bookstore when they still existed, and I just happened to like look by titles, and I saw the spine that said Michael Tolliver lives, who was Mouse, and it was like finding out that like a friend that you hadn't heard from from years was fine, and that's mm. the first thing I thought of was like. Oh, Michael Tolliver's okay. <laughs> and I like Aww. just stared at the book because I'm like, okay, am I really concerned that a fictional character oh. died? And I did. Yeah. So I bought the book and they mm-hmm. bring you back and they casually tell you that one of the main characters just died. Like just a couple years ago, not part of our story. But in case you're wondering where she went, she's dead. And it brought back all these characters and he wrote three more books. So he wrote um, Michael Tolliver Lives, Marianne and Autumn, and the, the Times of Anna Madrigal, which is the transsexual who like runs the... Um, who owns the apartments that they all live in. Beautifully done. They come back with this thing, which is kind of a little piece of each of the last three books with a little bit of, and there's always a little bit of a mystery, whether it's like the Guyana thing or it's like 
the serial killer, mm-hmm. or like there's always some little mystery that they have to solve. And somebody is trying to blackmail Anna Madrigal to get her to sell the house. So they're running all over town. Like, there's all this fun stuff about Mouse, who's now older, and he's dating a younger hot guy. And in the beginning, in the very, he was like this, like, country bumpkin from Orlando that moves to San Francisco, meets this doctor, goes out with all these closeted gay men, and they're all making fun of drag queens. And he comes to the defense of drag queens and all they've done for society. And his boyfriend just sits there and doesn't defend him, and he, like, walks out of the party. Well, now, 40 years later, he brings his young boyfriend to a dinner party that neither one of them really want to go to, and there's these old queens. And the best part about this casting, it's so inside baseball, all of these guys are out actors from the 80s and 90s. All They're, like, oh, like the only out actors from the period, and they're all just playing these bitchy queens at a dinner party. But it was charming. Like, it was... um Bulldog from Frasier and Brian. Uh, sure, 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 yeah. sure, sure, sure. And it's what's his name from Love, Valor, Compassion? Like out actors, everybody except for Nathan Lane. I don't know how they didn't get him. <laughs> and so it turns into this thing where somebody says something. They're making fun of. First, they're making fun of like Mexican people from a trip to Mexico where they went, and then they start making fun of like tr- like a tranny bar. And the young guy who Michael is dating is like really shouldn't say that mm-hmm. like you really shouldn't be disrespectful and it turns into this something that you and I would absolutely do to someone just trying to shame him about the struggle and coming mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. and how dare mm-hmm. you tell us what we can or can't say and the kid just walks out he just gets up and leaves excuses himself and then Michael goes out and they have a very honest conversation of like the generation gap of like someone younger yeah and it's he's a be- this beautiful beautiful black man named Ben and he is gorgeous the younger guy and michael is telling his story and he and like they're talking about privilege and how dare you do this and they and you know and and the the old queen in the um and the thing says they didn't care if we lived or died and as they're outside and they're having this very emotional conversation about like i don't even want to talk about that time Mm -hmm. i don't want to talk about the loss i don't want to bring it up i don't want you to know about it and he's like how dare you tell a black man today that you have more privilege because they huh. don't care if you live or die. Huh. And I mean, it was just so many things. Spinning. It just so many things just came like screaming home of like, oh my God. And then wow. as they're like explaining queer, somebody's like, I don't like that word. Like, well, too fucking bad. Right. We're odd. We're different. We're everything. We're all these letters. Mm-hmm. And to actually see a transsexual actor playing the <clears throat> transsexual character and what... I never, I, I, like, acting is acting, except if you're acting like something you're not. Like, it's the Chernobyl thing. Like, I don't want to see you put on a, f- a funny Russian accent because people in Russia are speaking in Russian. They're not speaking English with the Russian accent. <laughs> right. right, right. It's not realistic. Right, right, right. So to have this, his name is Garcia. To have Garcia playing a woman, a lesbian that transitioned into a man and now has this journey of, like, what do I want sexually? Like, sure. Am I still sure. a lesbian? How do I identify? Do I right, identify? Right, right, right. And there's no pretending it's it's Felicity Hoffman pretending to be a woman, pretending to be a man. This is this is Reading just someone. This is a transsexual who's playing out a story. Like he gets he gets to act without having to pretend to sure, be something. Sure. Like there's not some layer How of like for that. Though. Oh my god, we don't have to pretend that what's her face from La La Land is Korean or whatever the fuck she does. You know what I mean? Like. We don't yes. have to pretend that Katy Perry is Asian. Yes. You can just hire an Asian person right. so we don't have to look past that. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know what I mean? Like, you can all play serial killers, <sighs> but... And then they do a flashback. It's just brilliant. It's so good. 
And they do a flashback What's episode. On? It's on uh, Netflix right now. Okay, good, because I have that. I and don't you, have HBO. Don't tell can, Al. You can jump in, and they're going to put out that. the first season uh, next week, or 10 days from now, I think next Friday, they will put out season one so you can see the original story of, like, the first story of Marianne coming to San Francisco. S- season one isn't available now. It, you got to jump through some hoops. And then Showtime, okay. I think, is going to bring back seasons two and three. Okay. Um, and then you can see those. But you don't really need them. All you need to know is they all live in this this magical place in San Francisco called 28 Barbary Lane in this old house run by a, a, a transsexual. So you get Anna Madrigal straight because you have to flash back to find out about her because that's what the blackmail pl- plot is about. So again, we don't have to watch Felicity Hoffman pretend to be something she's not. We hired from... Uh, uh, Una Mujer, I can't think what the... It won an Oscar a couple years ago, and it's the transsexual actress. Um, from that movie, they just won the Oscar. She's playing mm. a transsexual woman in the 60s. I remember the win, but I don't remember. And then I think her name is Jen Richards, is playing Anna Madrigal as a younger woman. And it was just a beautiful thing to see two transsexual women playing two transitional women, but they have a story to tell, and they're talking about this Compton Cafe, which is a story that I didn't know about, but it's the first like Stonewall riot three years earlier done in a transsexual cafe that, that was the only place they could go safely and eat and eat on in public was this place mm. and the cops kept harassing them and they rioted in the streets. Isn't that amazing? So you get the backstory of like, and then you find out again about privilege of one woman's story who she has the money to buy this apartment complex and get her sex change and another transsexual who doesn't have those advantages who's been helping everybody from a place of having sure. nothing. of course. And so you see those stories come back 40 years later of, like, what lives they led. And, like, it, it, it really was. It co- covers gentrification. It covers the fact that once they lose this place that they bought in the 60s, no one could afford right. the rent. No right. one could afford right. to live there. Like, at one the point... The too damn high. <laughs> that's right. Michael is going to rent a bathtub. That's too damn high. Right. Like, that's what he's renting, is right. a bathtub. And the woman's... He thinks he's renting the room, and she's like, I thought that would be too much for the bathtub. And he's like... Bathtub, like that's what it's down to, like twelve hundred dollars sure. to live in a bathtub. Sure, of course. So then, their last thing. Sorry, this was long, but it's two weeks worth. Five um, <laughs> B. Mm. Um, you're just—it's compulsory. You're just—you're not forgiven for not seeing this. I don't know what this is. Five uh, B no. is a documentary. I don't know any of the things, but it's out. free. Five B is available for free through Facebook. They have showings all week. I think maybe for the rest of Pride. Showtimes for Five B. Um, so if you go through Facebook and find them, I think there's one show a day that's free. So it is about San Francisco General Hospital and the very first AIDS ward mm. ever created. And it's the nurses and the one doctor that just said that we need some dignity here. Like, we were not, we're not curing them, so we have to care for them. And it was the decisions they made... They kind of invented hospice if no one had thought of it yet. And I really don't know if hospice was around yet. But what they came up with was ho- with was hospice. And it's a story of the nurses. Um, it's a story of the fight that they went through with the union who wanted them to wear the hazmat suits and put the red tape around mm-hmm. everything. And they made this open place without gloves. And I was like, you should put some gloves on for that. <laughs> there were some times where I was like, you should put some gloves on. Just we call it PPE, and I can't remember what it stands for, but it's some kind of precautions, like universal precautions that you just take with everybody because you don't know what anybody has. Right, right, right. right. And there's not some things are more horrible than others, but you don't want to take a chance. And it's the it's the sitting with them, and sometimes they do nothing else but sit with them. And because they're mostly local, they know the people 
like their friends, their acquaintances, they're the people at the market, they're the people they went to the grocery store with, and there's people that's being disowned, and you just the stories were astonishing of people making choices. There were no rules. They didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know what they were up against. They had a feeling that they were safe if they didn't wear the hazmat suit, but, but no, they didn't know. They didn't right. know, but they went in anyways. And the 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 level of compassion is just off the charts. Speaking of just loving, caring people, mm. making up this program, it got so big that they ended up being 5A and 5B. And the thing that'll fucking kill you is one woman is going to visit someone, very similar to her story. She goes in to visit someone and she finds out there's a 23-year-old by himself that no one will visit. And that's she's, it's her friend. She knows him from her neighborhood. She doesn't know him. So she sets up an every other Sunday brunch with tap dancing and feeding and who can eat and who can't eat. She's not a nurse. She had no idea either whether she could go in there and get sick or not get sick. But she was like, you're not going to do this alone. It is, it's hard to sit through. There are so many times. And the worst part is, how do they get the pictures? The local news. God bless the local news was the only one reporting on it. The Mm. San Francisco local news was the only one going in the hospital. So you don't have to wonder what he looked like. You have him. You have the tapes. He sent recorded letters home to his family. Like, even though his family didn't believe in him, he still believed in God. And he was, like, wishing them, like, religious health while they were disowning him because of their religion. You have the tap dance numbers. You have, like, her bringing in, like, what will he eat? And you can just imagine everyone's mom that's not a horrible, Mm -hmm. shitty human being, like, find out what they'll eat. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Like, what Mm -hmm. will they eat? We'll bring it. Like, the neighborhood would do their bake sales, bring in food. And they would tap dance for them. And people were like, they haven't left the room all week. But they come out for that Sunday. Oh, it's gruesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, told, I couldn't even like leave. I was like standing in the parking lot, like crying, trying to get on my bike. It's one of the most beautiful documentaries I have ever seen, in such a testament in the fights that they had to fight. And some of them, you had like I'm a nurse, like I put a fucking glove on, like. And then there's a story of a Jane Doe, the first person ever stuck with an HIV needle, and she tested positive. Yeah. And there's the story of having to tell this nurse. And here we created this thing, but you also stuck yourself with a needle, which we knew before was dangerous. And, you know, no one knows her. Like, no one knows who it is. They want to be compassionate. And so they they all do the I'm Spartacus, where everybody stands Mm -hmm. up and claims Mm -hmm. to be Jane Doe for the meeting because they find out she's paying for her health care out of her own pocket because she can't tell her health insurance she has AIDS. And that, oh, it, I mean... And when you, like, you go back, and you go back to, like, 1983 and 1984, when we were all children, and everyone is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just takes your breath away when you see the picture of, like, this kid at 23 and his boyfriend at 25, who's so much older. Mm-hmm. And all these people, and these nurses, when you see the pictures of them, when they were just new to their careers, or some of them were a little bit older, but they're all just, it's just lovely. Like, it's just, they're just lovely people. Ugh. It's like the real doll quote that think good thoughts and you will always look lovely. They always look lovely because they have such goodness in them. Yeah, I mean Mm -hmm. that that is absolutely true and it just shines it. But it is it's it's brutal watching. It was me and one other Mm -hmm. woman behind me. I yelled. That's what I said. I I, when I saw him, that's where I saw him on his (laughs) bike, and I said, "How did you do in that theater?" You know, because I mean, he cries so easily and everything. Easily and and just so, but so beautifully, and then but. That kind of well, thing, I, I would have been a fucking oh. mess. Oh, and it right. hit, it hits you from like eight right. different ways. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if you're not like right. astounded by the beauty of this, you're horrified by the treatment right. of this. Right. And right. 
the, you and know, that's real shit. Like a star is born. I saw mm-hmm. for hours and actually weeks after mm-hmm. I saw that shit. And that's made up. So I can't even imagine with real shit how much <laughs> of a mess I did. <laughs> yeah. It's, right. uh, but what, yeah. A, what an incredible thing to see for Pride. And somehow Facebook is putting up a, a free showing mm-hmm. every day at, at local theaters. One show a day. But give them their money because it is a beautiful story of like people truly being heroes and mm. and they said it so many times like it's just dignity like it's yeah. just again we yeah. get back to that so it, yeah. so yeah. they're just doing a single free show or can you go and pay to see it no we can pay to see it you but can pay okay. to see it at Christown okay. in fact because yeah. oh, okay. I was like yeah. I'm like well if do I can I only go to this one free showing or can I actually go whenever I want oh you can go whenever okay, you want okay got, yeah. got it got it got it got um, it there might be more people at the free one and that would be rough because I mean I was like hunched <laughs> no. over the seat and some of it you remember, and some of it you're like, and I had just watched Tales of the City where he's where he just like sobbing that the actor Murray Bartlett is telling him like I just I don't want to think about it some days. He's like, so I can't sure. like I want you to know what it is, but it, I, I don't want it to come from me. He's like, I can't go through those feelings. And at one point, oh, it's, he, the, the kid is snooping to find out stuff about about Mouse, and he go he finds an old black book, an old phone book, and as he's paging through, and every that, all of us that age know. That there's just lines mm-hmm. through the people that have died. Mm-hmm. That, that you just... And, you know, it was just quiet and he just puts it away. He knows what it is. We know what it is. You don't need any other words. It's right. just... So, I mean, 5B. And then when you've seen it, we'll all talk about it again and cry again. But beautifully done. Yep. As entertainment. Very entertaining. I can't get through a commercial for Followed Sprint Telephone like because it's touching. And you want me to try to right, go right. suffer through I this? I cried through Maxwell House commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Good to the last tear preach, drop. my friend. Preach. Yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, I cried. In your <laughs> um, speaking of a dog. That one's bad. I cried yes. for the last hour of, of Tales of the City. I had to watch the last episode to catch what I missed while I was like <laughs> snort crying. I'm not exaggerating. I cried for weeks after A Star is Born. Like, yeah. I, oh, I, I, I didn't stop crying all night. She saw me like Straight 20 shot. minutes after the movie ended yeah. and I was still I trying to make it, it through yeah. the parking lot yeah. on my bike. I can't. I am. Um, I just finished watching uh, Dead to Me, and oh. there were a few times in there just because of how good Christina Applegate cries. National treasure. Oh, isn't she? she though? Is. She's amazing. She's a national treasure. Uh-huh. Amazing. Yeah, and yeah, but just and because what a great of show that is. Yes. Yeah, yep, I enjoyed it tremendously. What were you gonna add? I've, I forgot. Oh, did everybody see? And I don't think I. I, I have two huge bottles in my thing. I, but we're going to talk about this in a minute uh, after the show. Um, I assume everybody has seen it because it has been everywhere. The father and son on the couch talking, and the babies babbling about uh, it's it, it the just most. Makes you happy. It's the most mm-hmm. adorable thing. They're watching the season finale. Have you not of seen Empire. it? Uh-uh. I got nothing. And the babies, the babies talking nonsense, and the father is just making it into a whole conversation. <laughs> you just you fall in love with humanity please, through the please, entire please thing. Please hold. You That's talk about something right quick. I'm going to find it right quick. Yeah, it's the most adorable. It's it's just adorable. No. Uh, on <laughs> oh, oh yeah. it comes right to my sofa. Uh, oh wait, no. Where's the? I'm sure there'll be a commercial. I'm ready to wait for it. Wait for it. Is it <laughs> this one? Thanks, babe. Yes. Uh-huh. yes, it's this one. We'll have to watch a seven-second commercial about... Well, maybe. No, we don't. It goes right into it. Oh! Hang on. Oh, thank God. Uh-huh. Well, hang on, man. I've got to get it in the right... I've got to... Hang, Just don't well. play that fucking Budweiser commercial, because then I'll ball like oh, a the, little the, bitch. Oh, the ones that go across to bow in front of the Twin Towers? No. Oh. oh. 
That makes me cry like a bitch. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. But that no, one almost that, killed the me. The stepfather's thing. With, oh. Will you adopt me? Yeah. Fuck the you. The Subaru commercial with the dogs driving the car make me cry. Yeah, I can't no, even totally imagine these you. other real ones. Oh. Okay, yeah. Valid. Yeah, That's yeah, valid. And yeah. the dog, the, the yeah. father dog just puts his head down. And then they the send the little puppy off to school and it doesn't yeah. want to go in. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh. I'm not made of stone, people. I think I've got this. Okay, so hang on a minute. Let's, let, me, let, me, let me do this and then back to this. Now, you have to listen. It's very cute. Wait, where's my goddamn... Oh, hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, my God. That little one is Wait, so cute anyway. Hang on. Where's the... Oh, stop. Volume. Thank you. There Collaborate. we go. Now, here we go. Is it so? No. Okay. Oh, no. Not, not this one. This is, this is the grand finale of this. Okay, Yeah, that's the last one. <laughs> That's what I was wondering. I don't know what they're gonna do next season because they did some stuff this time. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Don't bring that in. You know what I'm saying? Don't be saying stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> Like, go somewhere else with that, but don't break it here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. Nene was like, ah, you know what I'm saying? Like, in the world, but don't do that here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 <laughs> really? I thought the same thing. <laughs> we think a lot alike, huh? Screaming back, and you can't just wait till that little kid grows up and watches that all over again. Oh, yeah. right. oh my and god! Then they, like reenact it and have it. Yeah. Oh my god! Yes, yeah. oh, it's very, very cute. I thought so. That's really sweet. Um, I love it. So there was, uh, so there was that one, and then we've got that on the wheel for the other thing. Uh, I've got to get out of this screen. I have so many things going on right now. Holy snikey! Get rid of that one. Get rid of this one. Well, luckily we started twenty minutes late. So. Yeah, so no, we're fine on that. I got. The, Holy snikey! Yeah. Uh, okay. Do we go to the wheel? Yeah, let's do the wheel. Uh, Oh, we gotta do this. Here we go. Wheel. Oh, (sighs) fortune. Where's my? Where's my? I don't know if this has something to it. We're gonna learn. Okay, we're gonna find out. We're gonna learn because here's the wheel that Aaron made, and we're gonna click and see what happens. Well done, babe. And it's a noise. Thank you. you. Yes. What's the first topic? Small weddings. Oh, that's me. That's me. There you go. Oh, right. <laughs> no, but this is just an this is just a this is just an etiquette question for all of my friends here at the table. So I have this friend who's relatively young. Um, she just got engaged to her, her fiance, who's not. I I mean, her fiance's like mostly on board, but it's kind of. I don't even. I don't even know what to say with this. You're anyway. not hiding this very well at all. I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. Anyway. She, her engagement party is this Sunday. Now, these, the one that's a friend of mine is a teacher at my school. She's, she's youngish. They certainly don't have a lot of money. So a friend's throwing their engagement party on Sunday. Their wedding is next March. It's going to be in somebody's backyard, whatever. I get a text the other day from her that says this. Of course, Marnie's invited to the engagement. She says, I know this is awkward. Of course, Marnie's invited to the engagement party on Sunday. But for the actual wedding, I don't have space for you to bring anyone. I hope that's okay. Yeah. How would you have handled that? First of all, the wedding's not till March. 
Um, <laughs> second of all, do I have to sit on someone's lap to then be at this wedding? Where is the space? Like, right. I, it's I, someone's I, backyard. In which case, do you, how big are the chairs? Like, do we need to just get smaller chairs? Are we doubling up? And, yeah, I'm. I'm very similar story. I was invited to a wedding where I have a my friend Harrison knows the bride and knows people coming, but there's only 20 people coming to the wedding. Okay, it's in Italy. Okay, 20 people in Italy is different than like. But when you can find the space and then you have to invite like certain people, like I was like, I'm barely 20 because no one really thought I would buy a ticket. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh, you can't bring anybody because we're at 20. But but like the bring her to the engagement party. I mean, I, I know that we're engaged, not officially wed yet, but essentially, I mean, well, it's been eight and a half okay. years. Uh, can I, may I? Please do. Yeah. Um, does she give a shit about going? <laughs> Oh, she doesn't want to come to either. Okay, then we're done with this conversation. Yeah. She doesn't have to do either one. No, no, we're done. But, yeah. but well, I don't understand. I mean, I'm. But imagine I'm, she did. Imagine she. Just but are you? Is it you're, someone, then you're adding if, shit to the story. You don't need to bother. Yeah. With. Is it someone that you're that that you're close to? Like it's a close friend of yours, but not. I would say she's past acquaintance at work. Um, like, oh, so it's a colleague. Mm-hmm. It's a colleague. In which case, then why say she can come to the engagement party? Why not just say? These four colleagues who I'm inviting right, to my engagement right, party right. also come to my wedding. Well, maybe she has horrible communication skills, but I think we're done with this topic. No. If she doesn't care about going, yeah, then you just go. Then you just go yeah. and have I your fun. I know what I'm doing. It just right. seemed very uncomfortable and awkward. It is. Yeah. And then sometimes, and then sometimes you just have to accept like you're the one invited. You know, the plus one is just isn't possible financially. It's and, not that as much as it's. If you were in her shoes, what would you do? Would you have Invited, I probably would have phrased that we that the wedding's gonna be very small. There's more room at the engagement mm-hmm. party, so we'd like you to celebrate that with us. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? I right. can see that. You got to upsell the one you can go yeah, that's, to. That's yeah, okay. You, you yeah. have to now, sell that. The other side of this now with the with the wedding is it in one place and then the reception is in another place? No, because that's what I had a conversation right. with somebody about invite to the wedding, but not the reception. Invite to the reception and not the wedding, but it's the same. Well, backyard and we were event. talking about that because like if that were the case, like to you know then elope and come back and just have a big fucking party. Right. Big ass party. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Which they're kind just... of doing that because if you do it in someone's right. backyard, you're sure. not spending a lot of cash. Sure. And you're saying, I can feed 40 people, so we got to pare right, this right, down. Right. right. You know, and it's, there, it's going to. And, and it could be not just the size of the backyard that's doing it, it's the size of the budget. Like, of course. I have money for of 40 course. dinners. I like, feel like it's all going to work out because she's going to have payroll to do anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but I'm her paid assistant to do payroll, so then yeah. I. So I guess I'm going to have to work then. You're taking a vacation day. Here we go. But I love etiquette questions like that because how do you handle awkward stuff comes up? What candidate is doing it for you today? Oh. So just just update for the debates who you who who you pulling for? Okay, I'm thrilled that uh, Castro is here this week and met with some of my students with this Lucha organization. And so I don't really give a shit about the debates yet, but I but but you're props feeling him. to Castro for showing up in Phoenix and meeting with my kids who are going to change mm-hmm. the world anyway. Very good. I liked Castro. Unfortunately, today I don't know if. I don't know if they broadsided him with a question on MSNBC, oddly. They were asking him about it was this immigration issue. And he he stumbled a little bit on the, well, what are you going to do with all these people? Because it was this, you know, 45 is going to deport a billion people and blah, right, blah, blah. Right, right. The same sudden, amount that the Nazis so, got rid of? PS? So, so it's like they asked him, okay, well, what would you do? And he uh-huh. was fine on like all of the bureaucratic stuff, mm-hmm. except for where will they go? And he locked, he 
kind of stumbled. Yeah, I, was like, I, w- I watched yeah. that today. And, I was I like, and unfortunately, some people are going to get deported. Like some people yeah. don't get to stay. Right. No, no, and, and, and I get like, it. And Obama that's had just a, a, Obama had the largest deportation yeah. in history. The largest numbers. Like some people do have but, to go back. But apparently, did it tactfully and apparently well. Did, yeah, because didn't lock them up. Killed the children. Right, right, right. I am very, very curious to hear more about what Pete's doing just because Amanda, I love to listen to him. I think he's very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. He's very calm. But I go back to I really do want a woman involved in this. I do too. Yeah. And I don't mean just as a vice. No, I would. I, I mean, I don't but know if I we go Harris Buttigieg. I don't know. I see him as president. I see him somewhere. He's the one that I'm, that I'm yeah. most supporting right now. Or is he like the? Is he one that says we we love you, but we want you do better Vice. in the Senate? Oh, or I, whichever, like something. Is, yeah. is this his way to um, or more right. national thing? If yeah. I'm being honest, also the reason I can't answer that question is because after. 45 was elected I have really tuned out of news and mm-hmm. current events and I don't watch the news and I don't listen to NPR and I, I or, because, or Disney villains either one right yeah because I, I emotionally well, can't handle us. it yeah. so, us I mean truly I s- kind of stopped listening every week after the election because I really so did I it's too, well yeah. I mean before the election show. to be fair yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be but I, I so so I don't even know like yeah. I see an aunt put names up I go oh yeah that person oh yeah that person oh yeah, yeah. that person yeah. An aunt? No. Yeah, Bernie no Sanders Bernie. thinks no. that he's winning, though. If you no follow Bernie. him on the Instagram, he no thinks Bernie. he's winning. Yeah. He's, he's my no only. Bernie. He's my only hard no. Yeah. Um, what about Joey Biden? I, I say I'm no going to need to be sold. Yeah. yeah. I'm not there either. The old white man. Yeah. Right. But um, I love Secretary but I of State. My grandpa. I realize he's older, but he's so goddamn good at just yeah. There's a, there's a there's fine. a place there's a place mm-hmm. at the table that may yeah. just be there. I think no, we need younger. We've got to go skew um, younger. I agree. And- so I'm surprised by how much I'm enjoying Pete in mm-hmm. interviews and how well he's handling himself. Right. Yeah, I have always been a Cory Booker fan. I've been a Cory Booker fan since he was the mayor of Newark. Mm-hmm. I'm on, and Me then too. Kamala Harris. But I just and Amy Klobuchar. Um, I've seen more of her. Kind of I've seen more of know. her, and I like she's on Pod Save America all the time. Is how I'm. Mm-hmm. I find her more often. I just want to see more. And the reason I ask it is because I'm not finding interviews with Kamala Harris. As often mm-hmm. as I'd like, I'm not I getting. Like lot, I'm not yeah. getting back from her the did, things that I need to be sold. Did you on her. watch the? Um, who did it? Who? Uh, like, am I? I'm blank. Was it Chris Matthews that did it? Where it was the uh, town hall with her? Did yeah, and watch? I did miss it. I, oh, yeah, I, I watched. That. I enjoyed that. Which one. I'll have to go it back wasn't, and see. It, no, it was Lawrence O'Donnell. Lawrence O'Donnell. My and bad. It was so good. My bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I yeah. it was very good. Yes, I think Pete is a new Obama. He's very he's very young though, so there's a long, long time. Like to to burn out your well, thank you because I believe I'm the same age as Pete. Yeah, but to burn out your political he's career at 36, I right? He's I think younger he, than I am. Just kidding. I, he's I, I would love him. I'd love to see what he would do, but I think he could do a lot more good if he sure. were to do work his way up. Work his way up. Yeah, it's, I it's agree a, with that. It's, I it's a big that. jump, and he's yeah. he's very Pete, 2028. Because you know Obama's going to live 40 more years as an ex president. Like he just have Obama come back. Right. Or Michelle Obama play dodgeball. That's what I Trump. said. Obama. I don't care which Obama. Like just, I want that's one of how them. we settle it. Have Michelle Obama and Trump play dodgeball and then just. Let's just have a bicep comparison. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. Let's spin again. See what happens. Hug it out. Hug it out. Hug it out. Hug it out. We'll so, do it live. So we have uh, uh, moms, right? What, like when you did the the pride parade, yeah, right. The the, the the moms are out there hugging. Yeah. If you don't have a mom to give yeah. a hug and whatever. Mom. Well, 
dads are starting. Dads are starting. I saw and that. I was thrilled about this. That's um, wonderful. So a handful went to Pittsburgh Pride, and and they were doing that. What do you guys think about the safe word? The hugging from Philadelphia. Yeah. Philadelphia. Ah, Philadelphia. Uh, starts with Pete's on the east coast. Yeah, you're halfway there. Also involves cream cheese. Yeah. Mm. That's how you remember. It. <laughs> the yeah, movie and or for not. those of, for those that don't um, or haven't haven't been able to see that that moms the mom in Oklahoma right. started. Mm. Uh, going to weddings. Uh, going to weddings. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. Mm-hmm. And and just would if if your parent has disowned you and and isn't going to be a part of your wedding, I will. Right. I'll be your mom at the wedding. And and now there there are yeah. some dads that are starting that. So instead of the free mom hugs, it's free dad hugs. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think? Oh, I'll I think it's it. fantastic. Yeah, on board. Any anytime you can show someone some support, some love, like you got you got to be on board. Yeah, and yeah. Um, not to distract from this specific yeah. one, but I would even extend that to the guy in o- Oklahoma who. Put a rainbow flag on the yeah, tailgate of his truck, and he's like yeah. showing you that all country boys aren't bigots. Yeah. yeah, and then he wound up getting involved in a parade or something because then there was a, tr- a picture of him with two queen, two drag queens standing oh, at the back I of his truck. That. Like he's yeah. again, and I, and I'm sure that there are. I I'm sure there are. I I, I understand there are those that are going to be dumb and ignorant and bigoted yeah. for the rest of their lives, but. I, I'm hoping that there is some little flame of hope with this man that he's going to no show people yeah. in that area of the country because the Midwest is it's not alone in that ignorance, but there's a lot yeah. of those little areas that where Bible Belt. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, hi, from where I'm from, for Christ's mm-hmm. sakes, it's all there's a lot of that there. Right. But um, I just think that's great that he is, you know, not all not all country boys or whatever he says are bigots. Yeah. yeah. Happy Pride. You guys all have Pride. And it reminds me of that slogan of there. there's a, a poster or something that says, you know, let those girls have their wedding. Let those boys get married or let those boys adopt children. You go to your concert. You drive your truck and yeah. let's all just get along. Or So there's something to that effect. Right. I mean, it so reminds simple. me of that. Like, yeah. just yeah. let everybody do what the fuck yeah. they're going to do. Yeah. Can now, I enlist as one of the huggy moms, even though I'm not an actual mom? Yeah. I don't know why oh, you could. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You could even be a huggy sister. That's right. I don't want to be I a mean, sister. I think you're already doing it with your students, but sure, yeah. take on more. Mm, thanks. Yeah, I, w- sure. I would. Take on there was more. A, there That's was a, a new I'd go into public t-shirt for that. I, I had mm-hmm. sent her that I saw, and it, it's a picture of, like, a mama bear over a cub. And it, a rainbow it, cup. A rainbow cup. And it says, if your mom won't support you, I'm oh. your new mom. Mm. And I was like, it's oh, so cute. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'll be your mom. And anybody can be like a that. parent. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's right. Have some fucking a parental figure, whatever you, whatever you need. Caring Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, and I saw a very interesting, on all these topics, um, a meme that said, if you're over 40 and don't have an, someone under 30 mentoring you, you're probably not succeeding at what you're doing. Mm. And I thought, what an interesting thing to like mentor each other to think of that younger person sure. as someone who could like open your eyes to some things teach you some things you don't know and sure. you, you know what I mean? oh like, i agree and that's yeah. a, one of the big things is how technologically the world is changing in the older generation typically not yeah. all but they just mean. are oblivious to it and they can't adapt and work with everybody because they're just cut off i can't turn on my bike light 
I have a Snapchat <laughs> because students created my Snapchat for me. I have a Bitmoji because students made my Bitmoji for me. Like, I don't know any of this shit. And they're like, Miss, just give me your phone. I'm like, okay. Okay. And they fucking fix me up and make me, and then they teach me how to use it. That's right. Well, all right. For I love that. it. I'm yeah. telling you. I've done a little my bit of that with my mom. My mom has just, like I said, I've told before, like when she called me that one day many, many years ago, and she's like, let's go computer shopping. And I'm like, who is this? Yeah. <laughs> and new phone. And, who dis? Yeah, who dis? <laughs> and she's just adapted. She does, she has her iPad and her phone, and she texts and she sends pictures and emojis and shit. And I'm like, who are you, lady? Oh, Marnie's mom. Oh has God. a strong emoji game these days. Oh. She is a fan of the emoji and she the bitmoji because the she bit made emoji. one. Yeah. And now for every occasion I get a bitmoji of her. Yeah. It's very cute. Yeah. Oh. I, those yeah. fucking God avatars crack me the mm. fuck up. Here we go. Spin right. the wheel. What we get next. If we had it again, we'd have to spin. Ah, Dan Levy's acceptance there speech. There you go. This... I just love Dan Levy is almost everything I've ever wanted and, he, and he's Canadian which who ever thought I would have wanted that <laughs> there you have hey. that. let me get right. this video queued up right quick because if you have not it's enjoyed this when he won uh, it just it's 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 a lovely uh, is that an MTV award uh, oh, I'm it, terribly upset I'm looking at it, it, it uh, how come I babe, babe, babe. oh god babe. Oh, agua hang on oh. oh I know what I did I know what I did gracias agua Oh, there we go. Uh, this is, yeah, his MTV Thank Award you. for Best com- Comedic Actor. Uh, Marnie, have you seen this? No, but I've seen part of it. I just have to get this Go ahead. Well, I'll wait for you. We you her out with buckets? <laughs> All right, here we go. Here it's, Dan, it's Dan Levy. It's, uh, it's about a minute long, but we will enjoy it together. Here we go. Thank you to MTV. I actually started my career at MTV, so this is an insane full circle moment. I'm Canadian, this is very overwhelming for me. It likely won't be funny. Uh, But I will say this, it's very hard to be funny if you don't have people to be funny with. So for that, I want to thank our brilliant cast, many of whom are here tonight. Uh, I would like to thank my dad, uh, Eugene Levy, who I feel like, through some kind of osmosis DNA, has given me just a taste of the talent that he has. If I have taken anything uh, away from making Schitt's Creek, it's that kindness always wins. That love is best served unconditionally. And that wearing sweaters in the dead of summer is a very, very bad idea. Thank you so much. Happy Pride, everybody. Just how do you not love, he just, how do you not love him? Mm-hmm. Well, it's the height of summer, and you're in a leather sweater. You look good. <laughs> you look good. You look good. Yeah. So Dan Levy's acceptance speech last night, which I thought was uh, was great. On that, uh, let me get back to our wheel of love and tenderness. If he showed up in a t-shirt, I think. No, wait, wait, who is he? <laughs> who is that? Or showed up as David, yeah. like in, the, in one of those. You know, Marnie shared an elevator with Eugene Levy when we were on vacation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember you talking yeah. about that. I remember. I do remember you talking about that. Um, one degree of separation, and that is that is genetics. <laughs> yes, like, it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. What is uh-huh. that? And a little bit of Captain O'Hare rubbing off on you. Mm-hmm. Fair point. <laughs> I love. Oh, if she had been in the elevator, I just don't know what it was. Oh, what? Captain O'Hara. Yeah, and she lo- been I in the lost elevator. My mind. All right, uh, oh, I lost something. Uh, hang on, let's go back to this. Oh, I have to do my cursor. So many things to do. Uh, spin the wheel. What's this next one? Massages? I'm addicted. Move on. Uh, <laughs> I have is a problem. Is that the end? That's the end? Yeah. Just oh, is it the, is it the new guy? Uh, yeah. 
That's your. You said he was a sports something or other, whatever. Yeah, I'm. Right. I'm addicted. We'll talk. Um, I'm going to be broken living on the street soon. All right. Pride for people of your age. <laughs> who's who's is this? Marnie. All right, Ryan. Yep. This is for you boys. Well, why? Ian McKellen launches program to support LGBTI oh, people over fifty. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Pride in aging will work to the end uh the e- inequalities faced by lesbian, uh gay, bisexual and trans elderlies. I do appreciate that. Legendary Lord of the Rings actor Ian McKellen uh, is going ahead and opening up on growing up gay and being older, um, aging during uh, during Pride. He's opening up about it. So, mm-hmm. what uh, what do you think about about old Pride? <laughs> so <clears throat> that's what I'm calling it. Right, and there's, I mean, there's a generation. But it's a huge. There's a generation in the middle missing, Absolutely. you know. That's yep. that's not there. Yep. Um. So yeah, I mean, you have to, whatever part of the journey you started this on, mm-hmm. you know, you got to be, you got to own the own the month. Do what you got to do for the month. You don't have to go to a parade. You don't have mm-hmm. to flash yep. your tits in public. You can do it in a but you private can. way. But you can. Yep, absolutely. You know, and find find something that may. What's the Heather Small song? What have you done today to make your make you feel proud? Mm-hmm. Like I was singing that during Pride, like that. Well, I just thought it was fantastic because we've talked about the you know people of your, your age. age, right? Um, we're all the recently, same. right? Recently, we're all the same age. Yeah, yeah. relatively. Um, I did not I say we're thought, all the same age. <laughs> but I just thought it was it was fantastic, and <clears throat> this was something that I believe this is going on a year now. Um, that this has been going on, uh, but but I just thought it was was an interesting idea because of that age kind of thing mm-hmm. with. Um, you know, when you go to Pride and you see some of the things that are going on and you become that person, well, does he know that he's wearing that? I've become that person in my head. Right, yeah. Is he old enough to be Is holding that beer? Is he old enough to be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. My God, I've become, and I know. <laughs> the, I know. The, the commercial, you've seen the commercial, and it's not, it's kind of related, but it's the commercial of the the younger couple that moves into the neighborhood and oh, yeah, they yeah, realize they that everybody else into, is the parents mm-hmm. and she's and the woman goes, oh, you've got a tattoo? She goes, yeah. She goes, oh, do you not work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reminds you of what you're talking about. Well, do they realize how they yeah. look? Well, yes. Yeah. Telling dad jokes. They have a mirror. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Make I mean, me a burger. Yeah. You're a burger. Ah! <laughs> stupid bullshit. Really uh, stupid. One of my, I love it. Yeah. One of my favorite old stories was um, about Someone someone telling someone younger, you didn't invent sex. And then it must it must be from a, a book or a movie I saw, um, where the person says, "Well, yeah, everybody kind of invents sex for themselves. Like you kind of figure out what you like, and you kind of make it up as you go along, and you make your own like sexual pleasures out of what you like. So yeah, you do invent it. Yeah, you do you invent what re- you you, you reinvent re- yeah. yourself. Sure. I mean it's it's. You're not the first one to do it, but you might be the first one that did it the way that you like. So, sure. yeah, you are in charge and of you inventing. should apologize to your neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Invest in soundproofing. I mean, there's other options. Play Donna Summer louder. Yeah. <laughs> Have your neighbors ask why you're not singing as you're going down the street. That's great. Um, That's great. So, I mean, but it, so your coming out story is your own invention, too. You mm-hmm. don't have to come out in the same way. You don't have to come out when... Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully you don't have... Unless you're a complete asshole like that, that, that representative... 
the the guy from that decorated his office is uh, oh. oh Downton Abbey and uh, yes. oh right fuck pa- helps pass oh. all those anti gay laws right. and then he's gayer and than then Christmas he's at Coachella, like, yeah given head on a, given head on a Ferris wheel he can be outed. Um, <laughs> I don't want to spin again because God knows we're going to start repeating yeah, stuff. But no. I figure one of did you, is Vanderbilt the big thing y'all want to talk about? I mean, it was just a death, just uh, just because we we know her from so many different ways now. Whether you know her as the poor little rich girl from the nineteen seventies movie, or you know her from um, Anderson Cooper, Anderson Cooper's mother, mm-hmm. or you know her for the designer jeans in the seventies oh and eighties right? that took over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, that was not. Brooke Shields. No, no she was that, Calvin Klein. Sure, she was Calvin Klein. That's she it. was Calvin Klein. My Calvin. Um, I mean, she started designer yeah. jeans. She started that whole like weird. I've still never understood it. Fad. Um, and and uh, she acted. Right, she she's did. painted. Yeah. She's written books. She you know lost a child horribly to mm-hmm. to suicide in front of her own eyes. He committed suicide in front of her. She raised this other child that like. Wasn't going to make it as a reporter, so he took the money and just went and reported stories on his own and, mm-hmm. like, kept sending them in and kind of made his own determination just like she did. Like, fascina- a fascinating life, a fascinating woman. She was 95 years old, so mm-hmm. certainly and not young and cancer. needlessly. Stomach yeah, cancer, Surrounded yeah. by those she lived. And another one, a, a life well lived. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, they. did you guys watch that uh, documentary, whatever, yeah, with yeah. Anderson Cooper? When and, he interviewed her? yeah. That I was one of it. the strangest things I've ever watched. Yeah, it was very... Like, it was uncomfortable yeah. in some way. It was it, way too honest for someone that you feel like you should have a... a he's Filter. the news guy. Yeah, there should be a distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. felt like it just... it. But the way they talked to each other was like they were strangers at the same time. Yeah, it, she doesn't come across as a terribly warm, warm woman. Warm at all. And no, the, and, but the and, fact that she was friends with Kathy Griffin and that he would come home and yeah. find... The two of them, like, mm-hmm. laughing it up in the oh kitchen. God, that's He'd be like, amazing. Yeah. yeah, she just was like, I'm going to meet your mother. And he's like, no. <laughs> and then he went home, and there she was. She knocked on the door and was like, hi, I'm Kathy Griffin. Who are you? Yeah. And met her, and they became friends. And he was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Poor thing. Some she boundaries. Can't Griffin, right? Yeah. Can't get <laughs> Some, but she was like, I'm not going to not know Gloria Vanderbilt. Right. I'm not going to be if your I friend. If I an opportunity. Right. I'm not going to not know she. Yeah. I watched that goddamn movie. Yeah. Oh my God, Poor little rich girl. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or the yeah. whatever it was called. I can't remember what the name of the movie. Sounds happiest, right, though. I think it was Poor Little Rich Girl or The Unhappiest Rich Girl, some some shit. It was Fantastic. really good. And that's what I was like, the lady from the jeans comes from a bigger story. <laughs> the jeans? The jeans lady was a... Yeah, there was a hell of a backstory. Oh, yeah, an heiress yeah. and oh, all yeah. kinds of accusations of lesbianism because yeah. her aunt tried to adopt her and get her back for the for 40 shillings a month or whatever the fuck she got left in her will and <laughs> but they're the whole they're trains like the entire Vanderbilt it, it, the, the reason we have railways in America is because of the they Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt family and mm-hmm. she's the last she's yeah. the last one no in yeah. the era I feel yeah. like one of them was on the t- Titanic but I can't remember for sure yeah well <laughs> I heard they can't swim. Right. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, with Spoiler her alert. as the end of an era, we will end our show for this Tuesday night. My gosh. Well, Aaron, thanks. Hey, thanks for having me. My gosh. Thanks, I'm still awake, and it's after 10. This is a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. A big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And a girl. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Good. Marty, thank you. Alfie. Thank it's you for the, the recommendations Clayton. of things. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, no. All right. No, thank you. you. No, no. All right, settle down. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about Overboard. Go, go. <laughs> I'll have to watch Hell that of a again. day at sea, sir. Gosh, that was. Gooly. Gooly. 
I speak we're... French? Do I, under... I understand French. French? As a wrap up tonight's show, let's leave you with this parting thought. We will see, see you next Tuesday! So you're wearing a leather sweater in the dead of summer. You look good. Thank you.